Well, good morning, everyone. <clears throat> Welcome to the Church of Jesus Christ here in Mesa, Arizona. Um, Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. I hope you had a wonderful long weekend uh, celebrating the birth of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And, you know, for me and my family, you know, there's certain things, you know, walking out Christmas morning and seeing the joy in their faces, um, but even more so being able to teach them about Jesus Christ, you know, brings such joy to our hearts. And I'm thankful for those of you who are here today, um, and we thank God for his blessings in our lives. And with that, we're going to have a special song this morning. Um, we're going to hear from our brother Brian. Um, so those who are here, we're going to bow our heads and we'll open in prayer. Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you for this day, and we thank you for the opportunity to be in your house this morning, Lord. And we thank you, most importantly today, for your son, Jesus Christ. We celebrate this week, Lord, coming into this world and what a beautiful gift that you gave us. Lord, the scriptures teach us that there is no greater love than a man who lays down his life for his friends, and that's what Jesus did for each and every one of us. He came into this world, Lord. He walked in our shoes, and he showed us how much he loved us. Lord, there are no words that can proclaim and, and describe our feelings of love and joy towards you today. So I pray, Lord, that we might be a blessing to you today, Lord, whether it's in song or in testimony, whatever we do, Lord, we pray that you might be ex exclaimed today. We love you so much, and Lord, as um, this virus continues to plague our nation and our state, Lord, as there are many who are quarantined that we know of today, if there are many who are afflicted by it today, I pray that you would go to their side, that you might uh, lift them up, that you might give them strength, Lord. We know that you can do all things, and we put their uh, care in your hands today. Lord, we love you and thank you. Ask us in Jesus' name. Amen. Face of God, 
blind will see, deaf will hear, and the dead will live again. Lame will leave, dumb will speak, praises of the I want to say good morning, good morning to everyone, and it's great to worship the Lord this morning. And I trust, as uh, Brother AJ gave the opening comments, that you had a blessed Christmas, a day of celebration of our Lord Jesus Christ, his birth. And we say good morning to all those virtually, and whether we had a wonderful week or whether this was a challenging week. It's good to praise the Lord today. It's good to give him the honor and glory that the Lord deserves because his name is worthy of all our praise. And I asked Brother Pete if he would share that beautiful song with us. He said, Brian, he says, the notes are a little high. <laughs> but he did a beautiful job, my brother. We felt the Spirit of God. And the words refers to the legacy of our Lord Jesus Christ, which is the theme of my message today. And I still have a hard time comprehending, you know, this, this great Christmas story that we have heard all our lives, that the eternal Father in heaven, the, the God from beginning to end, the Alpha and the Omega, that he was willing to come down and to be born in the humblest birth by the Virgin Mary, according to the flesh. And it amazes me 
that he was willing to do that. That he might leave a legacy for you and I today to follow. You know, uh, Isaiah gave us a glimpse of the legacy of Christ. He says his name would be called Wonderful, Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. And today he's wonderful in our lives because he loved us. That love prevailed in this great plan that God had conceived from the foundation of the world, that love prevailed in giving us his son, Jesus Christ. Mary, you shall bring forth a son, and his name should be called Jesus. Wonderful, the story of Christmas. Counselor, that we have a God that we can go to morning, noon, and night, and that we can ask him whatever it is that we feel that we need in this life. And that we have access to his throne today. He's our counselor. He's our mighty God. He's our everlasting father. He's mighty to save. He's mighty to cleanse us from our sins today. Mighty to change our life that it might resemble the legacy of Jesus Christ. The everlasting Father, he is our heavenly Father that we go to, and he is the Prince of Peace that we might find joy in this life, that we might have peace. And that was the will of God that there would be peace on earth. Goodwill towards men. Sometimes we don't cherish peace until we don't have it. And then we realize how sacred it is, this great gift of peace that Jesus gave us upon the face of this earth. Today I want to speak concerning our legacy. What is our legacy? What is your legacy? To those that are hearing my words, virtually, or that might hear this message months or weeks afterwards. What is your legacy? You know, it's not just a word that you could find in the dictionary, because they're going to tell you maybe something different. But what is a righteous legacy? Today, it's our testimony. It's before we knew the Lord, and it's God calling us into his church. It's the day we repented of our sins and we were baptized for the remission of our sins. It's the testimonies that we've heard from our brothers and our sisters and all those that have loved the Lord that we have heard from the days of our youth. Our legacy is our life's message to the world. We only have one opportunity in this life that God has given us, it might be many days, it might be just a few days, but whatever it might be, then it's our life's message to the world. You hear a verbal message today, a few words on the screen. But how about my actions? 
It's more than just my words. It's my actions. It's my thoughts. It's our intent. It's the desire of our heart that the Lord knows today. That's our legacy. The next one, I have a confession. Uh, your life is live streamed before God and each other. You know, I, when we started uh, live streaming, I had a little bit of a struggle with it. I have to be honest. The brothers know we can't hide anything. <laughs> I had a little struggle. And you know, as the pandemic hit, I realized that we were going to be live streaming all our services. And I didn't have a great experience, but you know, I did make it a matter of prayer what we should do in our life if we want to have a legacy built on Christ that we have to pray and pray often and don't be afraid to fast and pray and to seek the Lord when different things of this life come before us. And I didn't hear a voice or, or like I said, a great experience. But like the Lord left me with this. He said, Brian, he says, your whole life is life streamed before me. Not just your sermons or a day or a two, but your whole life is before my eyes. I see it today. And not only is it before the Lord, but it's, for, it's before each other. We see our lives, do we not? And I was content with that. And I didn't give the brothers a hard time about it anymore. I, I was content that the Lord was telling me, don't be so concerned. Maybe if you say a wrong word, uh, or you don't communicate your message the way you wanted it. He says, realize what's important is what we do every day of our life in our service to God. Our legacy is our examples to our family, church family, our neighbors, and our friends. And I hope that you will realize that our legacy impacts others. We don't just serve God all alone on an island. Today, our service to God, it impacts our families. It impacts our children. It impacts the children of the saints. And people see us from all walks of life. And it's important that we realize the impact that we're having, not only on our families, but those that are around us. You know, what type of legacy do we want to leave as a branch here in Mesa for those that come and visit us from time to time? We're happy to have our visitor, Ben, here with us. I just met him this morning. But our visitors that come from time to time, well, they say that this is a people that loves the Lord with all their heart and with all their soul. I hope that will be our legacy to everyone that we see that they feel God's spirit and in his love among us. I want to read uh, the fifth chapter of Helaman, uh, just the 12th verse. And... I hope that you'll read this whole uh, chapter because it's filled with God's spirit in a powerful message of legacy. And Hilleman says this, he goes, And now, my sons, remember. This is a word that is used throughout this chapter. 
Remember. He says, remember that upon the rock of our Redeemer, who is Christ, the Son of God, that ye must build your foundation. That when the devil shall send forth his mighty winds, yea, his shafts, his whirlwinds, yea, and with all the hail and his mighty storms shall be upon you, it shall have no power over you to drag you down to the gulf of misery and endless woe. Because of the rock upon which ye are built, which is a sure foundation, a foundation whereon if men build, they cannot fail. I don't believe that Hilleman was just having a casual conversation with his two sons at this point in this scripture. I don't think it was just, you know, by the way, here's a message I want to give you. Uh, or just a casual speaking over dinner. I think he wanted their full attention. And I think Hilleman realized that our legacy can be shaped by many things and by many individuals. Today, the enemy of our soul can shape our legacy. The darkness of the world can shape our legacy if we allow it. Our own reliance on ourselves, our own pride, it can shape our legacy as it did many in the scriptures. You know, many times the people of God, they were firmly upon the foundation of Christ and then they thought that they didn't need the Lord anymore and they went on their own way and pride set in and they started going far from the things of God. And that changed their legacy. But Hillman also realized that it's the firm foundation of Jesus Christ that if we stand upon, that we'll have a righteous legacy before the Lord. And that's what we want today. We want a righteous legacy. He says, listen, I've given you the names of your, for your parents long ago of Nephi and of Lehi, that you might be reminded that God delivered us from the destruction of Jerusalem. That you would be reminded and know that he recovered us, he restored us, and he gave us this promised land. And this indeed is a promised land, but today so many people, they forget the promises that are attached to this land that if we keep the commandments of God, that we're going to prosper. And if we don't, that the Lord will remove us from this land. It's a great promise that we have to keep in mind in our service to the Lord, that we want to be the light of this world in the midst of so much darkness. We want to be the salt of the earth, like Christ said, in the midst of the darkness that's all around us, we want to bring the light of Christ to the surface that people might be persuaded by our life. And they might say, I want to serve the Lord too. They may see you and I in our daily life and say, this is something that I want. Isn't that the way we felt when we saw all these beautiful 
brothers and sisters serving God to the best that they could. We wanted that. We saw that God was with them during good times and during bad times. They had a foundation under them that could not be denied. And we saw that even as a young boy growing up, that God was with them. And we heard their testimony and the power of God many times was upon them, how God brought them through the rough seas and the storms. This is a part of our legacy because they impacted us with the way that they lived. We can't read this whole chapter, but I just wrote down a few reminders uh, that Lehi, or the Hillman gave to his sons, Nephi and Lehi. He reminded them to keep the commandments of God. He reminded them that Christ came to redeem us from our sins. He reminded us that no other name is worthy for the salvation of our soul. And he reminded us that Christ is our foundation. You know, this very first one, I just want to comment because it shaped my ministry. That when I was ordained a minister, a brother, uh, as my dad was laying hands upon me to ordain me, a brother had a vision. And this brother, Frank, he has gone on to be with the Lord. But he saw that a man, a messenger of God, was right beside me and he was speaking to me. And he said, Brian, if you keep the commandments of God and preach my gospel, he says, I'll go with you wherever that you would go. That has shaped my entire ministry and I think about it every time I get behind this rostrum. I think of those words that unless I keep the commandments of God as a servant of God and preach the gospel restored in these the latter days to the dying souls of men and women, that only then will the Lord be with us. But you know, that's an experience for all of us today, that as we strive to serve God and to keep his commandments, that God will go with us. And regardless of the situation that we faced, how many times we have faced situations that we thought were impossible to get through. They were difficult times in our life. But upon the firm foundation of the Lord, that the Lord saw us through these difficult times. The next slide I want to just mention when we're on the rock. I thought of our ministry today, and I think the brothers will all agree with us that our entire effort as a ministry and the ministry of Jesus Christ to proclaim the glad tidings of Jesus Christ to the world and to uplift and to strengthen the people of God that we might be firmly planted upon the rock of Jesus. That's our job today. I, I can't preach any other gospel or I can't teach or pattern or stand on any other foundation today other than the Lord. And that's where our legacy has to be built. 
And we have to make sure that we preach this and share it, you know, with our loved ones, with our children, with those that we come in contact with. You know, I was, I was having a conversation with Brother Pete one day, and see if he remembers this. <laughs> he asked me a question. He says, Brian, he says, growing up as a child, he says, did your father hold back anything concerning the teachings of Christ? Do you remember that, Brother Pete? <laughs> that was an easy question. That wasn't difficult. And I said, no, Brother Pete. He shared with us everything. He kind of laid everything on the line to us in hopes that we would live a righteous life. And then I turned the tables and I said, Brother Pete, did your father hold back anything? He said, no. He said, he told me everything I needed to know. They may shape our legacy in the ways of the Lord. You know, and not only our natural mother and our natural father, we had brothers and sisters many times. They only spoke half English. And they still did not hold back. They were concerned about how they communicated with us or the words that they spoke. They wanted to give their testimony to the honor and glory of God. We had one sister, Sister Verducci. <clears throat> we didn't know what language she spoke in at all. Uh, we couldn't understand probably the majority of what she said. But you know, when it came time to testify of the glory of God and her legacy, she didn't miss a beat. And we didn't know all the words. There are a few words that we can pick up, and even our older brothers and sisters couldn't understand her. But she was determined to share with us the goodness of God in our life. Brothers and sisters, when we are built upon the foundation of the Lord, we take on all the wonderful characteristics of Christ. You know, we had just been speaking the R's of righteousness. And the righteousness of the Lord comes upon us when we stand upon the foundation of Christ. Amen. We have his righteousness we have his understanding. We have his spirit to be with us. We have his strength to overcome just as Christ did. Not my will, Father, but your will be done. We have his power to be with us when we're on the rock. Our service is driven by love. Love for the Lord love for one another. It has to be that way because that's the only way that we'll make the sacrifices that we make for the Lord and for one another. It has to be by love, right? It has to be that we love the Lord with all our heart, with all our soul, as is the first commandment, that we love one another as we love ourselves. Our service has to be actionable it's the love of God that drives us on our knees when someone's afflicted. We hear those that are afflicted today. We get that email and immediately we go down on our knees and we say, Lord, help them. It's because we love them. It's because we love God. 
when trials or temptations come the way of our brothers and sisters, we get down on our knees. Many times we get in the word of God and God inspires our minds and he brings joy and happiness in the midst of a difficult time. <clears throat> our love becomes actionable. I just want to share, uh, I think I may have shared this before. Um, I met this wonderful couple that we all know when I was 16 years old and I went to save Benito for the side-by-side projects that they had with the Native American Indians. And I met this wonderful couple called Brother Chuck and Sister Sylvia. First time that I had met them. And you know, they asked me over their home and just immediately I could see the love of God that they both had for the Lord. It was evident. <laughs> it, it, it was in every conversation. It was in everything we talked about. It was God's experiences in their life. It was their legacy. It was how much they loved the Lord. And you know, um, there was some flu <laughs> that it seemed like all the brothers and sisters were getting. And at that time in Sabanito, they lived all on the same road. Not all of them, but the majority of them lived on one street. And, and I was, that's where I was staying as well for the month that I was there. And you know, every morning, I saw Sister Sylvia with a pot of soup. I don't know if it was chicken soup, what it was, but she would go to that house and knock on the door because she knew they were sick. And she would give them that pot of soup. And it wasn't just one day, brothers and sisters, it was that whole week, Sister Sylvia was going from door to door to door pot of soup because she felt that was something she could do for her brothers and sisters. Oh, the love of God, it drives us, doesn't it? Many times to do those things that are a blessing to the people of God. I want to talk for a minute about the storms today. And, um, you know, I've got to say that Helaman here... <laughs> As I said earlier, as he lays everything on the line, he's very graphic about the storms. He says, mighty wind, whirlwind, hail, mighty storms beat upon you. And you know, if you've lived here all your life, maybe you haven't seen storms like this. But I'm from Ohio, and I have seen it all, I think. Tornadoes and hail, high winds, thunderstorms, whiteouts, fog. Heavy snow. I, I think we have seen all the elements here. But today, no matter where you've lived, you've experienced the storms of life, have you not? You have seen them. In this year, 2020, it will go down in many's minds as the year of storms, of mighty wind uh, that we experience. And I just want to say, that God has not forsaken us today. And sometimes that can be on our minds as his children. And even though we're on the foundation, we get in our mind, why is this happening, Lord? That's our human nature. It's the frailties that we have in the flesh. But I hope that you will realize that God loved us so much 
that he gave us this foundation, that when the storms of life come, that we can plant our feet upon the foundation of Christ, and we can ride out those storms today. Today we have to come together. We have to be compassionate. When we see the storms of life beating it down upon our brothers and sisters, that's the time for us to be compassionate, to lend a hand of mercy to uplift and to strengthen. Words of encouragement to pray for one another. Do you remember Alma at the waters of Mormon? He says, are you willing to bear one another's burdens that they might become light? Are you willing to mourn with those that mourn? And he preached this beautiful sermon at the waters of Mormon before they repented of sins, that they might understand what it meant to be a part of the body of Christ. And they may understand the legacy that not only we have to our God, but we have to one another. That in your deepest type of storm, that we were there right beside you, helping you, praying for you, encouraging you. You know, uh, you all know one of you, you all know all my storms probably <laughs> by by now. But you know, one of the greatest storms. And I was looking for a picture to show you, but uh, we haven't found it yet. <laughs> but it was when my sons got into a car accident and. If I could show you the picture, you would see that it was impossible to get out. It was like crumbled and smashed together where they literally had to cut the metal to get Caleb and Brian John out. And I've got to say, that was one of the greatest storms of my life. I'll be honest with you. It was a tough time for me. And when I saw Caleb in that intensive care unit, and I saw the condition that he was in. I think that I was at the lowest time of my life. And all I could do is, Lord, won't you spare my son? That's all the strength that I had that I could offer the Lord. Won't you spare my son, Lord? And you know, all the brothers and sisters of this branch came together. And they were praying for me. And you know, I had, I, I think it was a dream or a vision, but it was so real that I, I felt that it was in real life. That one night as I, I was sleeping in the hospital and I stayed there on and off for a whole month, I saw Brother Emmett come into my room. And he was the presiding elder at the time. And he said, Brian, he said, I want you to know this. He said, all the brothers and sisters of Mesa and throughout the church are praying for you and your sons. You know, it seemed so real that I literally walked up after the end of that experience. I thought I was walking into the elevator and I literally walked out of my room and the nurses caught me and said, what are you doing? And I said, I'm just letting my friend go home. He said, Mr. Martirano, there's nobody here. I can't imagine how that must have looked to them. But it was that real, the experience that 
all the brothers and sisters of the Mesa branch throughout the church praying for you. And we begin to speak of the wonderful blessings and the fellowship of the saints. What a legacy that we have, brothers and sisters, in the time of storms in our life, that we could see how the Lord brought us through. I just want, I want to share one more experience and try to wrap things up here. Uh, I was on my trip to India, and on this particular trip, it was just Brother Phil and I. Um, usually we went in a group of four. <laughs> For some reason, I don't know what happened, but it was just us two. And when we got on the plane, and we didn't know this, but the, practically the moment we got on the plane, we were going to fly to Philadelphia and then to London, then to India. Uh, the Hindus and the Muslims began to have a civil war. And the Hindus actually destroyed some of the mosque, their places of worship. And just a whole civil war broke out throughout the country of India. And you know, here and I, Phil and I, we're just having our normal conversation, thinking all's well. <laughs> and uh, we went to London, and we heard you know, what was taking place. And we flew to India, and the brothers before me, Brother Joe Calabrese, uh, Brother Paul, uh, they stayed at this one hotel called the Imperial Hotel. And the manager there knew us because they stayed there, you know, every year they went to India. And I'll never forget that hotel because our sleeping arrangements was like a cot, and I never thought that they could make a mattress so thin as the mattress that we would sleep on every night. And I, I mean, it was like this, and, and I might be generous. <laughs> that was where we slept. And the dear brothers before me, I, I think the brothers after me, they changed things quite a bit <laughs> from hearing their trips. But the manager came in the very night that we arrived in the country and knew Phil, knew myself. And he says, you can't go anywhere for at least the next few weeks. And that's the whole time that we had to go. And I mean, we had villages to go to share the gospel with those that didn't know Christ. We had ordinations to take place. There were baptisms. And we wanted to just strengthen the saints. And it was all over the country. We weren't going to be in one spot very long. And he told us for at least the next two weeks, you can't go anywhere. And I've got to tell you, what a hardship, what a storm <laughs> that came into Brother Phil and I's life. You know, as if I was thinking this, as if just being in India is not hard enough 30 some years ago when I was there, that the enemy had to throw this at us. And Phil told me, he goes, Brian, I don't want to see anything happen to you. I said, well, I don't want to see anything happen to you, brother. I said, listen, we're, we're in this together with the Lord. I said, we're, we're either going to both go or said, we're, we're both going to stay. I said, but I'm not leaving you, and I don't believe you're going to leave me. And you know, that night we began to pray. 
And where else can we go when storms hit our life? Aren't we helpless many times? Don't we rely fully upon the Lord and his mercy to save us? And that night we poured out our heart to the Lord. One prayer, two prayers, I don't know how many prayers. I think we prayed ourselves to sleep because we were so tired from making the journey. And you know that night I had an experience. And I saw, I seemed to be a heavenly man. He said, Brian, Phil, follow me. And we began to follow him. And you know, he brought us to every place that Phil and I were scheduled to go. And throughout the journey, he, he says, brothers, he says, look back. And we would look back. And he says, you know, there's a man here that wants to take your life. He says, and he was trying to catch up to us, trying to run, trying to catch Brother Phil and I. He says, but I have put a hedge about you. I've encircled you with my spirit. He says, and this man will not be able to harm you the whole time you're here. And you know, I shared that experience with Brother Phil that morning. And the spirit of God came upon our dear brother. And our brother like illuminated before me. And he said, Brian, let's go in the strength of the Lord. And God will be with us. We have nothing to fear. Today, and that's exactly what happened, that we went to every place. We took a plane, we took a train, we took a bus, taxi. We went throughout the whole country, and nothing happened to us, though there was trouble all around us, that God had put a hedge about us and protected us. And those are the blessings that we have when we're on the foundation today that it's able to withstand any storm. And that's my last slide. And you know, I was going through all the sermons of our, our brothers last night. All the sermons this year, and, and I couldn't put all of them, all the titles. It would take a few slides. But these were the messages that our brothers in Christ gave to us. He's got this. If you remember one of the first sermons that we heard, that God is going to take care of us. He's been in our past. He's with us today. He's going to be in our future today. His hand of mercy is not slack to the people of God. He's got this. Is there anything too great for the Lord? The miracles and the blessings and the power that God has demonstrated in our life, and to our brothers and sisters before us. Prayer can change things. As I just shared this experience, how the power of prayer gave us the assurance that we're on the foundation of Christ. Problems to praise. Many times these storms in our life, they can turn into a testimony that God was with us, that we were on the foundation today. If we get off of the foundation, we'll never have a testimony to the glory and the blessings of God. Our legacy will change in our life. It's important that we build our legacy upon the foundation of Jesus Christ. 
Do you resemble your father? Is our life pleasing to him? If we're on the foundation, yes, we resemble our heavenly father. We diminish. Our self diminishes in this life. And the Lord takes over through his Holy Spirit. Isn't that why we repented our sins? We were baptized. We might bury the old man. Rise up anew. And God gives us the gift of the Holy Ghost that we might become his children because he doesn't dwell in unholy temples today. He dwells within the hearts of those that stand upon the foundation of the Lord Jesus Christ. Oh, what a powerful message today. Seeking the real treasures that all are above. All I want to live for is to live for you. Just like we heard our brother preach on Simeon few weeks ago he was living to see the Lord to have a relationship with him and after that time it didn't matter what happened to his life he had seen the Lord that God had promised that he would see then came Jesus then Jesus came oh beautiful sermon of our brother and I hope that the Lord will be a part of our entire life, each step of the way, all our relationships, all the interaction and fellowship that we have with one another. May the Lord be with us today through the good times, through the bad times in our life. He can help us with whatever the obstacles are if we allow him to come into our life, whether it's finances, it's our marriage, it's our relationships, if we're having difficulty with a brother or a sister in Christ, the Lord can mend all that today if we are built upon the foundation of Christ. Let me close. Uh, there was a hymn that uh, my mother was given. And um, my mom, by nature, doesn't sing very loud. But she said in this experience, she was sleeping. And she said she sang this, song, this song so loud. She says it woke her up. And she said it illuminated. And she had this way back when, when the pandemic started. In times like these, you need a savior. In times like these, you need a savior. Be very sure. Be very sure. Your anchor holds and grips the solid rock. This rock is Jesus. Yes, he's the one. This rock is Jesus, the only one. Be very sure. Be very sure your anchor holds and grips solid rock. God bless you. beautiful message today. And I know myself, I don't necessarily think about it that way all the time, but I should. What is my legacy? What is your legacy today? And what a beautiful revelation from the Lord. And 
do we think of our life being live-streamed? And yeah, I tell my wife and, and our kids that you know, someone's always watching. You know, whether we want to or not, somebody is always watching. And think about that wonderful experience of you know, dear old sister Sylvia who's gone on to her reward. You're just serving the Lord and her brothers and sisters and bringing pots of soup when they were sick. She didn't seek out praise or recognition by doing that. But guess what? Now hundreds of people know. It's been broadcast on the internet through the World Wide Web today. Somebody is always watching. You know, Christ says in the 12th chapter of Luke, he says, For there is nothing covered that shall not be revealed, neither hid that shall not be known. Therefore, whatsoever you have spoken in darkness shall be heard in the light, and that which ye have spoken in the closets shall be proclaimed upon the housetops. You know, and those things can be beautiful things. Sister Sylvia's life is a testimony to that. And some of those things that we do can be not so great things. What is your legacy today? Is the person that everyone sees and interacts with is the person that you are all the time? As Brother Brian pointed out today, do you have a relationship with Jesus Christ? Is he the rock of your life? That the person that you are every day of your life is filled with his spirit? filled with his love, that the person we see here in church is the person you see at work, is the person that interacts with your family. Is that the legacy of love that you have today? What a wonderful challenge that we all have, that we would be more like the master, that we would serve him, that we would love him, that people around us might see that. May God bless you as we close out this year. We have much to strive for next year. We all know it can't get much worse than 2020. But even looking back, you know, God has blessed us in so many ways. And I thank God for his love and his son, Jesus Christ. He gives me hope. He makes me want to be a better person, better brother to you, a better husband, a better father. That is the love of Jesus Christ. May God bless you today and have Brother Pete close us in prayer. Why don't we all rise who are here? Our Heavenly Father, as we approach your presence today, and Father, we just so enjoyed the word of God today. It, it, it fed our souls and reminded us so much that the life that we live, which is our testimony, that it, if, if, it's, if it's a life lived centered around Jesus, it can change lives by the Holy Ghost. And so we pray today, Lord, as we listen to this beautiful words of life from Brother Brian and Brother AJ, and how your word speaks to us, I pray thee today, Lord, that our lives might be more centered on Jesus than ever before. And I pray, Father, that as we live a life as Brian, Brother Brian so beautifully was told by the messenger of the Lord, 
to follow the commandments of God and do the work of the Lord preaching the gospel, that, that the Lord would always be with us, that I pray thee, Lord, that we might follow your commandments and that you would help us each and every day. That our lives, which is the testimony of Jesus, might change people's lives today. <laughs> and that we might see the power of God and the salvation just by our actions and the lives that we live and by the love that we have, all because of your grace. And so bless us today, Lord. I pray thee that we might make a difference because Christ has made a difference in our lives. And may all the cares of life and sin and the burdens of life, may they be canceled out by the love of God. That, Father, your light would shine through us even though we have troubles and problems and trials. Your love would shine greater that we might be a powerful witness that Jesus is real to me. And so bless us today. Bless each and every one of our brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus, our friends. And if there be any Lord that needs the Savior today, I humbly pray that they might fill his presence and they might give their heart to Christ and let us know that we take them into the waters of regeneration, that they might come out new creatures in Christ Jesus. We pray that today, Father, that we might see many souls come to Christ now bless us, bless our afflicted, and let us go our way rejoicing and dismiss with a blessing, Lord, as we close out 2020 and look forward with much anticipation and excitement, Lord, for the year ahead of all the great things that you'll do. And we praise you and we lift your name up today. Oh, blessed be the name of the Lord and blessed be the name of Jesus Christ, our Savior. We pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen.